Hi guys and welcome back. In today's episode I want to talk about coping with stress and anxiety. But before I get into the episode, again I'd be really grateful if you could fill out this short survey and let me know what you think of the podcast so far. You will find a link to it in today's episode description. Thanks again and now without further ado, Let's get into the episode. So I want to start by defining the terms I'm going to be talking about today, which are stress and anxiety. So according to the World Health Organization, stress is a state of worry or mental tension, which is caused by a difficult situation. It's a natural human response to a situation that we perceive as dangerous and it's supposed to help us deal with that challenging situation. And although you probably may find yourself feeling that stress is causing more harm than good, it was initially designed as a helpful mechanism, as a coping mechanism with those difficult situations. In those like really primal situations, you could say, stress mobilizes your body to take action and to find a way to get itself out of that situation okay let's use like a really primal example here uh let's just say you're being chased by somebody and your brain perceives that situation as dangerous so it sends signals to your body to for instance increase your heart rate or for your blood to circulate faster so that way more oxygen gets delivered to the cells and it allows your body to work more efficiently so that way you can run faster in that situation and escape the danger. And although it might be helpful in such situations, it doesn't really help in situations that you can't physically escape and in situations that are not physically dangerous, you could say, but you're just stressed about them. Such things as an increased heart rate or sweating definitely doesn't help if you have to, let's just say, give a presentation in front of your whole class. Although mild stress and like a small amount of stress can be helpful, even in such situations, as it's like invigorating in a way and it's also motivating in a way. But too much stress can make you feel overwhelmed and it can be difficult to put those symptoms under control if you're in a stressful situation. Anxiety, on the other hand, is described as a feeling of unease, worry or fear. And the difference between stress and anxiety is that stress is typically caused by an external factor. And although stress can be both short and long term, it usually disappears after that stressor is no longer in sight. And anxiety, on the other hand, is defined as persistent and excessive worries that don't go away even when the stressor is gone. Now, there are several types of stress we can distinguish. The first one is acute stress, which is short-term stress, usually caused by a challenging or new or unexpected situation, like let's just say you were almost hit by a car, like you escaped. Like let's just say you were crossing the street and you saw a car coming really fast and you weren't sure if it was going to stop in time. Like obviously that is a stressful and an unexpected situation. Or let's just say that your teacher asked you to 
give a presentation in front of the whole class. It's also it can also be a stressful situation for someone. And in this type of stress, the symptoms usually disappear relatively quickly after the situation is over. So after you've given the presentation, the symptoms should disappear and your body should return to its normal state. Another one is episodic acute stress, which is a type of acute stress that happens on a regular basis that has a higher frequency and because of that your body doesn't have enough time to return to its calm and relaxed state. So the stress kind of accumulates and it can make you feel uneasy and it can make you feel like you're moving from one crisis to another. Uh, a good example of the stress is having to work to tight deadlines or having a very stressful job in general. I mean, going to school and when there's a time when you have a lot of assignments and you're constantly worried about whether you're going to finish all of them, whether you're going to make it on time is an example of this type of stress. Another one is chronic stress, which is usually a result of stressors that continue for a long period of time. This type of stress feels never-ending and it can make you feel very overwhelmed and even hopeless at times. It can make you feel like there's nothing you can do to escape this type of situation. This type of stress happens when the stressful situation is prolonged, like when it occurs for a long period of time. Like, let's just say you're in a troublesome relationship with somebody and that's taking its toll on you and that's making you feel stressed. Or there's an event coming and you're stressed about it like way in advance. Although it's not happening yet, you're already, you're already stressed about it. So now I'm going to get into symptoms of stress. And keep in mind that there's a very broad uh, range of them. And not all, have to, not all of these have to apply to you. But it's good to be able to notice them when you're feeling stressed. Like notice how stress affects you and what physical symptoms it causes. So I would say that these symptoms depend on the type of stress. When it comes to acute short-term stress, it's mainly physical symptoms like increased heart rate, sweating, uh, even trembling or shaking if it's rather severe, fast and heavy breathing, even maybe difficulty breathing, anxiety, so again, that feeling of worry or fear. Uh, it can lead to poorer or disrupted sleep. If it's something that, I don't know, let's just say it's the evening before a big event and you're stressed about that, it can affect the quality of your sleep. Also, irritability. You have probably found yourself, like let's just say you're talking to a friend and they're telling you about something that has happened to them and they're like really passionate about it. It's really interesting to them, but you just can't seem to focus because you're so stressed and you just keep thinking about that, that thing you're stressed about. And it's just really difficult for you to be patient and to like listen to others and you're getting irritated at this person because they're speaking even though they're not doing anything wrong and normally you would have listened to them. Another thing is feeling dizzy or lightheaded. It can also occur with stress. 
When it comes to episodic acute stress, some of the common symptoms are anxiety, feeling overwhelmed and like feeling like there's too much going on and feeling like you don't have control over what's happening. Also muscle tension since you're constantly tensed and you're probably constantly in hurry and you don't have the time to relax. Uh, anger and irritability as well headaches and increased blood pressure. Regarding uh, chronic stress, the symptoms can be a bit more severe and can lead to some actual problems. So one of the symptoms is emotional fatigue. If you find yourself constantly tired, it could be due to stress, especially if you constantly... Because it's really tiring, let's be honest, to constantly worry about something. It can lead to lower mood and overall well-being. It can even lead to things like depression if it's not treated and if it occurs, if it's really severe and occurs for a long period of time. It can affect your self-esteem and self-confidence. It can lead to insomnia and disrupted sleep. It can also lead to weight fluctuations. Uh, Some people binge eat due to stress while others may forget because they're constantly so worried they may not remember that it's important to nourish their body and to make sure that it gets enough food so they may undereat actually and it can lead to malnourishment of their bodies another thing is headaches they can also occur from chronic stress it can also lead to lack of motivation and feeling overwhelmed in general again and feeling like you don't have control over your life it can even lead to feeling hopeless and in severe cases it can lead to panic and anxiety attacks it can also make you like lose hope or like will in general and you may not even enjoy some of the things that you used to like or You might find yourself not wanting to do some things even though they used to bring you joy because of that stress. So now I'm going to share with you some of my ways in which I cope with stress. I divided that into two categories. Two, the ways I deal with short-term stress that arises when I approach a situation that's stressful for me and into ways I deal with feeling overwhelmed and with stress and anxiety that lasts for prolonged periods of time. So when it comes to dealing with short-term stress, it's really important to not avoid or escape the stressful situation, but try to face it instead. And I know this is more difficult and it can be hard to not avoid or try to escape the situation but it's really beneficial for you in the end because the more you avoid the problem the bigger it becomes in your mind in a way and the more difficult it will be for you to face it and I'm not talking about such situations that as I mentioned at first that just being let's just say you're being chased by someone like obviously the rational thing to do is to run away. But I'm talking about situations that you would have to face nonetheless. A good example here would be public speaking. It was very stressful for me. I mean, it still is. But I have found that the more avo- the more I avoided it, 
the more difficult it has become for me to actually do it. And public speaking is inevitable in a way. I mean, I will have to do it in my life sooner or later. I'll have to face it. So it's important to practice like facing your fears and challenging the stress that arises in such situation. With time, you will find that it's easier for you to take control of the stress the more you encounter those particular situations that, that evoke that stress in you. On the other hand, the more you try to escape such situations, the more out of control the stress will seem. Another crucial thing is trying to minimize, like decrease the time in which that stress occurs. So that way you kind of stop it from developing itself and reaching such a state where those symptoms are just too difficult to control. And again, I will use the example of public speaking to better uh, illustrate this for you. So let's say you're having a class presentation. So there's always an order in which people like present. So do not wait, like do not put it off. Again, it's kind of connected with that avoiding stress again, like putting it off. So try not to put it off, but instead, like don't wait until everyone presents and you're the last person. But instead, I'm not saying you have to be the first to present, but try being like one of the first people or like just try to instead volunteer to present instead of waiting until you're chosen. It can feel quite empowering and it will make you feel like you're in control more and like you can control that stress. If you wait and you happen to be the last person to present, you have given yourself plenty of time for that stress to develop and you may actually feel that it increases the longer the anticipation, the longer you wait for the stressful event to happen because the stress usually picks uh, before the event, not during, in this case, not during the event, but before the event. So the sooner you get it over, the sooner that stress will finish and the less of an effect it will have on you. And as I said, it will make you feel more in control and it will be easier to control that stress in future situations. Also, the more you wait and you see all those other people present in this case, you'll probably start comparing yourself to them. And I mean, comparing what you have prepared to what they're saying. And that can actually, like by subconsciously doing that, that can actually increase your stress even more. And it will give you new reasons to worry about that. Your presentation is not good enough, let's just say. Also, just remember to breathe. It's as simple as that. When you're waiting for that stressful situation to happen, breathing will just like physically calm your body down. It will also clear your mind a bit as your brain will get more oxygen. And it would allow you to calm down and it could also help you minimize those symptoms again and it will help you think more clearly and allow you to find a way out of the situation and it will make you feel more calm. The last thing is, if you're unable to decrease the time of stress, that thing I talked about, 
the anticipation for that stressful event because let's face it you don't always have control of the situation and sometimes you just won't be able to influence that time then it's great to try to distract yourself with something else it can even be something as simple as i don't know staring out the window or looking at something and just like focusing on that thing instead of on that stress and those symptoms because when you focus on them they tend to they tend to increase as well and another thing is it's really important as well to not assume right away that things are going to go wrong or that you're going to be stressed because then you're just again increasing that stress and now you're just stressed about the fact that you're going to be stressed instead of just about the situation itself. I'll use the example of the class presentations again. So I would find myself the evening before being worried about the presentation already because I was worried that I'm going to get stressed before the presentation. So as a result, I was stressed the day before and I was just stressed about the fact that I'm going to get stressed and that those symptoms are going to appear and that I won't be able to control them. So it's important to kind of catch yourself when you find yourself doing that and just kind of try to rationally talk to yourself and talk to yourself that you don't know how this is going to go. You don't know if you're going to get stressed or not. So it's just kind of pointless to worry about it now. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be stressful for you if you want. Because you automatically assume that you won't be able to manage. But you don't actually know that. So it's important to rationally explain that to yourself. So that way you can minimize that stress that happens before. Okay, so now I'm, I'm going to move on to long-term stress and anxiety. So there are several different ways you can deal with that. And it's just important that you find a coping mechanism, a healthy coping mechanism that works for you here. I have just collected a couple of things that I have found helpful. So one of the first and the most important things is to prioritize your well-being. And by that I mean just taking care of yourself in that stressful situation. So remembering to get enough sleep, to nourish your body, to eat healthily, to eat, to eat enough, you know, to not neglect that. Exercise. And I'm not saying that it has to be like demanding exercise, but just... A little bit of movement, it can make you feel better. You can try yoga or stretching. It's really good to like relieve muscle tension, to get enough oxygen to your brain and it can improve your mood as well and it can make you feel more calm and relaxed in general. So another thing is spending time in nature and obviously the same goes for the things I've mentioned. Obviously that's not gonna magically you know, solve your problems. It may allow you to escape them temporarily. I mean, you have to obviously face them anyway, but going on a walk, for instance, it will give you some time. It will allow you to rest and it will give you some time to clear your head. Often when we're stressed, we tend to not think rationally. So that can be really helpful to just gain some perspective and to just clear your head a bit. Playing with a pet that can also be helpful if you have a pet and if you like animals. Talking to your loved ones or your friends. It's good to be able to share it if something's worrying you. Another thing are relaxation and mindfulness techniques. 
So find those that work for you. It can be anything from breathing or like relaxation exercises. There are a ton of those. It can be meditation, it can be yoga, which I mentioned, or just taking a warm bath or a warm shower if that's what works for you. I personally have found breathing really helpful, like diaphragmatic breathing. I think that's what it's called, but yeah, the belly, the belly breathing. I have found it really helpful, especially when dealing with nausea, that was a result of anxiety. All those things will generally just help you to calm down and like relax and be easier for you again to think more clearly, but also if you have trouble sleeping, that can it can be helpful to do those things in the evening so that way you're more relaxed when you go to bed and it will be easier for you to fall asleep. Another thing is journaling. Uh, writing down your feelings and writing down like and also asking yourself why this particular situation makes you feel that way can be really helpful when it comes to finding the cause of your stress but also when it comes to managing it and when it comes to finding a solution for this particular problem. Another thing this is really helpful if you struggle with feeling constantly overwhelmed and if you have a stressful lifestyle like I mean even going to school and there are certain periods during the school year that are really stressful because of the amount of assignments that are just like pent up and it's just difficult to navigate through them and to prioritize the ones that you have to do so school can also cause a lot of stress and in such situations when you're working to tight deadlines and you're constantly feeling stressed and overwhelmed, it's really important to stay organized and to be able to manage your time. Again, there are many techniques here. It's all about finding what works for you. I personally always like write my goals and my tasks for each day. And I just like to plan fairly, like plan my days or even plan like my whole week if there are a lot of assignments because it just allows you to kind of break them down. Because when you're feeling overwhelmed, you usually feel like you have no control over things and you kind of tend to blow things out of proportions. It may seem like you have so much to do. So, and it may, yeah, it may be the truth, but it's important then to break those things into like smaller steps so you can actually instead of just worrying about it you can actually start working on those things and it will just be easier to navigate through them and to prioritize things that you have to get done so yeah time management and organization are also crucial when it comes to dealing with especially feeling overwhelmed but also with anxiety and stress that can result from work or school. Another thing is being aware of how the people that you hang out with influence you and how, how what they say influences your stress. We're often not aware that other people's approach can also influence our own. I mean, if you're talking with people and they're constantly talking about how worried they are or I mean if you're spending time with people who 
are constantly just doubting whether you're going to make it or are just constantly, you know, complaining about how much they have to do, how much work they have to they have to do or you know, those t- tight deadlines that they're working to. It can also affect how you perceive those things. It can affect how you feel about those things as well. But also when you're stressed, remember to try not to isolate yourself. I know that when we're feeling low mentally or when we're going through a difficult time, it's easy to just clam up and to try to, you know, keep yourself away from everyone else. But it's important to remain in touch with your friends during such times and, yeah, to spend time with your friends or to spend time with your loved ones. That can also be a great way to, also a healthy way in which you can, like, temporarily escape. Maybe not, okay, maybe not right away temporarily escape from your problems, but it can be a great way to release tension and to also improve your mood when you're feeling low because of that stress. Another important thing is to not worry about things that you know are beyond your control because that just kind of because that is just kind of pointless. And I know that this is easier said than done, but it's important that you acknowledge that there are things, there will always be things that are beyond your control and there's just nothing you can do about it. And I know that this may sound scary But it's important that you acknowledge it so you don't just pointlessly worry about them, as I said. So this is just another tip. I mean, something that has been working for me. So I have been trying to, because I am a huge coffee person. I don't know if you know that about me. I don't know, because I've never said that. But I'm a huge coffee person. I mean, I love coffee, but... Coffee also contains caffeine, so when I know that I will have a stressful situation that day, like let's just say that that I have to give a presentation, then I'm going to avoid caffeine because caffeine can also, you're probably aware of that, but caffeine can also increase stress and increase those symptoms. It can make you more nervous. So it's just good to be aware of such things and that also what you drink and what you eat can affect your body's response. So yeah, skip the coffee if you're going to, if you know you're going to be in a stressful situation as caffeine increases stress. You can try teas. I mean, teas also have caffeine, but they have like way less caffeine. Or herbal teas. I mean, they have been really helpful. I mean, peppermint tea for me personally has been really helpful when it comes to dealing with like nausea that was caused by anxiety. So the last thing I want to talk about are panic and anxiety attacks. So a panic attack is a sudden feeling of intense anxiety and fear that triggers physical responses such as difficulty breathing, intense sweating, rapid heartbeat, trembling or shaking, tightness or feeling like have a lump in your throat. It can be chills or hot flashes, nausea, feeling dizzy or lightheaded, pain in your chest, numbness or a tingling sensation, and feelings such as a sense of impending doom or danger, intense fear, 
feeling of lack of control, feeling of unreality or detachment from reality. And all those symptoms can range from mild to severe. And I know this can be quite abstract if you have never experienced a panic attack or if you have never heard of it. And obviously in severe cases, it's something that should be treated. But you may find yourself experience those symptoms at a mild intensity. And I have experienced panic attacks in the past. And I mean, I know that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, And here I just want to talk about some things that you can do when you feel like a panic attack is arising to kind of keep it under control and not allow it to develop to such an intensity when you don't really have control over it anymore. So important things here is to tell yourself that the perceived danger, I'm calling it a perceived danger on purpose, is not real and that those feelings will pass and that nothing's going to happen to you and that the symptoms you're experiencing are due to anxiety So if you encounter a stressful situation, a situation that causes that anxiety, it's important to tell yourself that it's not dangerous, unlike it seems to you. Uh, If you feel like, you know, that anxiety is pending up and if you feel like you can no longer control those symptoms, it's really good to try to calm yourself down by breathing deeply. And even after you already feel that you're calming down it's good to still keep focusing on your breath so you have something to think about instead of that anxiety you can also practice breathing deeply in general even when you're feeling calm just like practicing it on a regular basis can be really helpful to then implement it and to remember about it when a stressful situation arises You can also try, as I said, focusing on your surroundings to distract yourself. You can try looking out the window and try looking at the things that you see there or you can find a particular object in a room that you're in to focus on and you can try to describe it. You can also try counting if that's what works for you to distract yourself. It's also important to Again, not avoid situations and places that cause anxiety as it can only cause the anxiety to worsen because we often tend to assume that the situation is going to go a particular way. I mean, we always imagine the worst case scenario and we always think that as soon as we find ourselves in this situation, that the anxiety is going to arise and that we won't be able to control it. But in reality, we don't know what's going to happen. And it's important to like tell yourself that so that way you're not afraid to avoid that situation. As again, avoiding such situations will only cause the anxiety to increase. However, when you try to confront your fears and you will see that nothing bad will happen, or even if you might end up experiencing some anxiety due to it, that you are able to deal with it and that it passed after the situation has ended. And the last thing is, it's important to seek help if you feel like 
either anxiety or stress is getting out of your control and it affects, it influences how you function on a daily basis as it can be really helpful to talk to someone about it and like come up with mechanisms that work for you when it comes to dealing with anxiety and stress. So before I end this episode, I just wanted to remind you that often when we're stressed or anxious, we don't think clearly and we tend to blow the actual problem out of proportion. Our thinking narrows down to the issue and it's difficult to see the bigger picture and to find a solution to this problem. So I want you to remember that the issue is often exaggerated in your head and that there is a solution to whatever is bothering you and that you will get through this. So that was all I wanted to say in this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.